continuing on the uh, previous uh, premise that uh, if we engage them, uh, we give them uh, uh, what they wanted, then they will change behavior. And I think this is a fundamental misunderstanding. At the time of this episode's release, former Chief Justice of Iran, Ibrahim Raisi, will have been inaugurated as Iran's new president. His election in June was highly controversial. It saw record low voter turnout, with less than half of all registered voters showing up at the polls. Many have claimed that this was a sham election, as opposing candidates were barred from the race, and Raisi's own views support those of Supreme Leader of Iran, Ali Khamenei. With this change from the more moderate former president to the hardline views of Raisi, how will Iranian politics shift in the coming years? What will be the effects on U.S.-Iranian relations and the hopes of a revived nuclear deal? In this episode of the Hopkins Podcast on Foreign Affairs, we are joined by Shiwei Wang to discuss these questions and more. Wang Jiyui is a Gene Kirkpatrick Visiting Research Fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, where his research focuses on the history and regional affairs of the Middle East, with an emphasis on Iran. Mr. Wong came to national prominence through his analyses on Iran that combined scholarly insights with in-country experience. In August 2016, on an academic visit to Iran as a Princeton graduate student, he was detained by Iranian authorities, falsely charged with espionage, and imprisoned in Tehran. Mr. Wong was released in a prisoner swap between the U.S. and Iran in December 2019. Since his release, Mr. Wong has written about his experience on in Iran in foreign affairs, and his writings on U.S.-Iranian relations and Sino-Iranian relations have been widely published. All right, Mr. Wang, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you very much for having me. All right, so to get us started, um, on June 18th of this year, former Chief Justice of Iran, Ibrahim Raisi, was elected as Iran's new president and will assume office on August 5th. Before we discuss this election, could you give our listeners a brief description of Mr. Raisi and his political background? Uh, uh, sure, uh, of course. So um, Iran's newly uh, inaugurated, uh, well, um, by the time uh, you aired this uh, uh, podcast, I-, I guess he will be uh, inaugurated. So let's say Iran's newly uh, inaugurated president, uh, Ibrahim uh, Raisi, uh, is a uh, former chief uh, of Iran's uh, judiciary. Uh, and a hardline uh, cleric. Uh, he rose as a, a young a young revolutionary judge um, in the early years of uh, uh, the Islamic revolution. Uh, he is best known for his role in the Kangaroo court process in handling, uh, 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 handing out uh, death sentences um, for, uh, for summary executions um, of a thousand uh, in the 1980s, especially in 1988, uh, where thousands um, uh, of uh, uh, people were executed, uh, <clears throat> uh, and he is, uh, uh, at, which is um, uh, 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 well documented uh, and recognized by international human rights uh, organizations such as the um, uh, Amnesty International. Uh, so, uh, so Raisi is um, uh, a well known. Um, by, uh, uh, so Raisi is a well-known uh, human rights uh, violator um, by the international uh, community, um, and uh, uh, he has been sanctioned um, by the U- uh, by the U.S. government uh, during the Trump administration, um, and then uh, so uh, that's about his uh, his, uh, his, uh, his his background, and I, I think we'll touch on um, uh, what his. Uh, uh, a selection as a president uh, mean uh, in later questions. 
All right. So it seems like he's a pretty contentious figure in international politics, but how does he differ in terms of policy and sort of policy positions from Iran's outgoing president, Hassan Rouhani? Uh, well, um, you know, the, the rhetoric uh, uh, often uh, goes around uh, in the, uh, among the Iran watchers and um, um, Iran scholars is that there is a dichotomy between uh, uh, Iranian uh, moderates and hardliners, and Hassan Rouhani is in the moderate uh, uh, camp, uh, whereas uh, uh, Mr. Raisi uh, is uh, in the hardliners uh, uh, camp. Um, um, but I, I think we need to really understand uh, that uh, uh, who, who actually makes the decision, uh, or if this uh, so-called dichotomy of uh, between uh, the hardliners and moderates uh, is a, a, a valid one, um, because you know you need to under, we, we need to understand the, the structure um, of the Iranian power. Uh, so basically, uh, the uh, the president uh, is the. Uh, a chief of executive uh, branch of the Iranian government, the head of Iranian state, um, but he isn't really the uh, ultimate decision maker because on top of uh, uh, because above the president, um, there's a uh, the supreme leader uh, who is responsible uh, who uh, who is directing uh, Iran's domestic and foreign policies. So, uh, and then uh, throughout the years, as, as you know, after the death of Rohullah uh, 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 Khomeini, the first uh, uh, Iranian supreme leader uh, after the revolution in 1989, uh, Mr. Ali Khamenei uh, has been the Iranian supreme leader uh, uh, ever since. And then uh, he, he is the real uh, decision maker uh, in Iran. And whatever uh, the... Uh, the Iranian uh, president uh, 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 doesn't matter if it is uh, Rafsanjani uh, or uh, Khatami or uh, Ahmadinejad or uh, Hassan Rouhani, and in this case Raisi, uh, doesn't really matter who's who's in the position of a uh, president. Um, the ultimate decision maker remains uh, Khamenei. Uh, so. Um, I, I, I wouldn't expect a tremendous difference uh, in terms of the uh, policy uh, uh, between uh, 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 Ibrahim Raisi and uh, Hassan uh, Rouhani. And, and of course, there are some superficial and cosmetic uh, difference, if you will, in terms of uh, how to approach uh, certain issues. Um, uh, it, it's, it's basically the difference, if we will, uh, is, 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 is a, a cosmetic or tactical difference rather than uh, a difference uh, uh, in basic uh, uh, political convictions. So you discussed a little bit about the relationship between the presidency of Iran and then the supreme leader and sort of the offices, um, or excuse me, how those two offices interact with each other in Iran's uh, system system to government. I, I want to understand a little bit more about how you or how we can expect the relationship of Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei to be changed with the new president. Uh, well, so the, 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 the uh, key argument I'm trying to make is that he, uh, Ali Khamenei is going to maintain his position uh, towards, uh, towards the uh, outside world. Uh, so uh, we, we, we shouldn't expect any, uh, any major changes uh, uh, in that. Um, so uh, 
uh, and then uh, let's put it in this way. So the president, Iranian president, is an exe- is executor um, of the uh, the wills of the supreme leader. In a way, uh, many Iranians uh, uh, would say uh, the the president um, and his cabinet. Were, uh, you know that is uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, administration uh, is a, um, a basically a contractor um, for the uh, regime, or let's say uh, a regime presided uh, presided by the uh, supreme leader. So. Uh, and if you if you look at the, 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 the Iranian political situation, you notice something really interesting. The supreme leader uh, comes onto TV all the time uh, and gives instru- you know instructions, uh, political uh, policy directives, uh, and, and things like that. Uh, but the supreme leader never answers any questions, uh, uh, either from uh, uh, you know um, uh, journalists or his uh, supporters. Um, you name it. Uh, so uh, Supreme Leader, um, so in, in that regard, is not uh, practically uh, not accountable. Although he, uh, according to the system, he should be accountable uh, to the uh, Council of uh, uh, the, the Assembly of Experts. Uh, but the issue is uh, the member of Assembly Experts uh, the, uh, is a collection of um, uh, religious uh, scholars uh, who uh, who has the <coughs> uh, 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 who who have the power uh, to uh, appoint and remove the supreme leader? But the, uh, I mean, in theory, but in practice, uh, these uh, religious leaders, uh, these religious scholars, are appointed to these key positions by the supreme leader, and then they uh, they are loyal uh, to the supreme leader. So they would never, uh, in practice, uh, uh, challenge uh, the supreme leader's authority. Uh, so and, and then this all, uh, uh, you know, this is all above uh, the state. Uh, that is the uh, state presided uh, by the uh, uh, president. Uh, so uh, again, um, the supreme leader is not accountable, practically not accountable to anything, uh, uh, to anybody, um, but to God's will, uh, according to the system. Uh, God's will reflected uh, 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 through uh, the interpretations. Um, uh, of God's will uh, by the religious scholars selected by him, uh, in a sense. Uh, whereas the, um, uh, uh, as you can see from the uh, 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 from the way that uh, the Iranian politics uh, pans out, um, <clears throat> uh, because the the, the uh, president has a, a limited uh, power and then uh, is responsible for. Uh, uh, is responsible for executing the, the, the will of the supreme leader. So things usually go wrong. Um, and then uh, when things go wrong, and then uh, it's the president uh, to be blamed, sort of a, like a scapegoat um, uh, 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 for, for mismanaging uh, the domestic and foreign policy uh, uh, or domestic and foreign policy situations. Um, and uh, uh, so this is basically the dynamic between uh, the uh, president and uh, the supreme leader. And also you need to know that uh, in the Iranian system, the commander in chief, uh, meaning uh, the person who's, in, uh, who's uh, controlling uh, the, uh, who's, who's in charge uh, of the uh, state apparatus of violence um, uh, is not the president. The commander in chief is the supreme leader. 
And then the Iranian uh, uh, president also does not have a control uh, on, the, uh, on, on, uh, on key financial sources. Uh, he does not have a direct control uh, of uh, secret police uh, and police forces, uh, despite the fact that the uh, Ministry of Intel, uh, the, the Minister of Intelligence, and uh, the Minister of Interior are uh, 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 members of his cabinet. Uh, these key positions uh, were uh, actually uh, nominated uh, and de facto appointed by the Supreme Leader. So. Uh, the, the Iranian president uh, is in many ways a lame duck. He doesn't control the uh, apparatus of violence. He doesn't control the money. Uh, he uh, does not con- uh, have a, a, a firm control. He, he has some influence, um, but, but uh, not a whole lot on the, uh, 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 on the media. Uh, so as you can see, the, the real uh, influence uh, of the presidency is quite limited. And as a matter of fact, the, uh, 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 the Iranian people understand this very well. So that's why uh, this time, um, uh, because of the repeated failure of the system uh, in general to deliver uh, on the uh, political and economic promises uh, to the Iranian people, um, the Iranian people um, boycotted the election. We have uh, seen uh, the election in June as the uh, uh, has the lowest uh, turnout uh, in the in the history of the Islamic Republic, uh, because the people uh, have been uh, they have been fed up by by the situation, uh, and then the the regime's repeated failure uh, to deliver on its promises. Right, and so you mentioned the recent election of Raisi's president, um, and this, as you said, this election was extremely it was extremely controversial um, with you know, the lowest voter turnout that a presidential election in Iran has seen um, in quite a long time. And so, as you said, it seems like the president is sort of an extension of the supreme leader's will. And so that lack of representation of sort of the the people's want is, seems like it's for a lot of this anger in this election. And so is this is this lack of faith in Iran's elections an ongoing trend? And if not, do you see it as harmful to the integrity of future elections in the country? Uh, well, I just don't think uh, the, the elections in Iran had any integrities to speak of, especially uh, since 2000, 2009, because, um, uh, you know, um, they, the, 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 the Iranian regime calls, uh, calls their system as a sort of a Islamic uh, democracy. Um, but... Uh, um, uh, but it cannot be cannot be the case because the way that uh, uh, the regime is trying to impose Islamism uh, on the Iranian people is uh, quintessentially at odds uh, with uh, uh, key democratic uh, values, uh, right? So, so that's that's a problem. And then also when you look at how the uh, the candidates uh, of uh, of uh, uh, the the presidential election. Uh, 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 have um, uh, come to being, and you understand that uh, anybody in Iran, um, pretty much, uh, you know, there there's some hard criteria, you know, criteria, um, um, but uh, uh, pretty much everybody can um, uh, uh, register <clears throat> as a candidate. But the problem is uh, the uh, expediency, uh, uh, the well, the uh, 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 expediency council, or is it the uh, guardian Council, I think it's a Guardian Council. The Guardian Council would um, um, 
uh, disqualify uh, disqualify um, uh, any any uh, candidate uh, that uh, it, it doesn't like. Uh, so basically, uh, the council represents the will of the supreme leader. Um, because sometimes it's just there's just no uh, no clear indication of why certain person is you know there's no clear reason uh, why certain person is uh, 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 is disqualified uh, other than explaining that uh, through uh, uh, the uh, political interest uh, of the supreme leader. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, in the end, you have you have a, a very uh, a narrow uh, um, a spectrum. Uh, you know, very uh, small number of uh, um, uh, candidates uh, that you know the uh, the, the the Iranian voters uh, can uh, can vote for, um, and then and in this particular election, as as it turns out, um, uh, uh, even the unlikely or the conservative, you know, uh, in, uh, otherwise you would uh, you would call conservative politicians, um, but uh, viewed from the Iranian political lens, uh, uh, a relatively open-minded, secular, uh, you know, not really secular, but uh, relatively uh, closer, uh, c- c- close to uh, the reformists uh, like uh, uh, Ali Rarijani uh, was disqualified. So uh, uh, really the kind of people uh, that the voters can, 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 can choose from uh, was, was, uh, were, were uh, very limited. Um, and then the people understand that. And so, they were uh, uh, saying um, uh, it, it, it makes absolutely no sense uh, for us to choose uh, to, to vote for this uh, um, uh, uh, narrow, not very narrow selection of people uh, who are uh, kept uh, in the uh, candidate pool just because uh, of the supreme leader's will. So, what is the point uh, to vote? And then, so, um, whatever uh, we vote wouldn't count. Um, the supreme leader would uh, uh, rig the election. Um, and then uh, get the, the uh, a president um, uh, he selected uh, anyway. So I think uh, that the the fact uh, you know the way the election uh, uh, turned out to be really indicates how frustrated the Iranian people have become uh, 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 towards the, um, uh, the, the the regime as a whole. And and of course uh, it is it, it's a uh, in this particular election uh, um, I think uh, another important thing we need to understand is that the supreme leader is over thirty years old and he's been having uh, some health issues so this election is also widely seen as an election for him to prepare uh, either uh, to groom uh, Raisi as his uh, successor or to eventually. Uh, uh, if Raisi uh, does not perform the way he uh, 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 he wants, then he would disqualify Raisi uh, from beca- uh, uh, from becoming his uh, 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 his successor. So, so this this uh, particular election uh, uh, is also important in that regard. Uh, it, it, it's uh, it's uh, closely tied to uh, the potential uh, succession. So with respect to the relationship between Iran and the United States, the most pressing foreign policy issue between the two countries is a revived nuclear deal or the potential for a revived nuclear deal between the two countries. Uh, And what is Raisi's role in determining the future of a nuclear deal such as this? Uh, well, you know, uh, when it comes down to the nuclear deal, you uh, you have to understand the, uh, the picture a little bit more broadly. 
so uh, uh, the nuclear deal was uh, the the original deal was concluded uh, in 2015. Uh, when the deal was concluded, um, and there were, I think, from both America and Iran, there were uh, unrealistic expectations of uh, what the deal would be. Uh, so the Americans thought, okay, we engage them, uh, we engage with the Iranians, we let them benefit from uh, uh, being a part of international community, and by doing so, uh, uh, by us uh, doing, uh, you know, uh, by, uh, by us doing so, the, uh, we can uh, hope uh, the Iranians uh, uh, change their behavior, uh, and then come back and negotiate uh, uh, more issues uh, of our uh, of our concern, and that certainly didn't happen. Um, and then, uh, so that's a kind of a misunderstanding uh, on the American side uh, about the nature uh, of the Iranian regime uh, uh, or the regime's interest. Whereas from the Iranian side, they thought, uh, okay, so we, we get this uh, uh, JCPOA and then we can expect uh, um, uh, uh, having the reign of uh, 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 financial resources uh, in our own hand. Uh, we can access international financial market uh, and uh, uh, in the way we want, and um, uh, uh, and uh, uh, foreign investment uh, with uh, with the, the flow into Iran, um, and then uh, we will have uh, a, a kind of a, a, a economic uh, uh, development uh, the way we see fit. Uh, and then uh, with that, uh, we, we don't need to uh, negotiate anything uh, else other than the JCPOA because what really matters is the uh, oil and financial sanctions. Once these sanctions were suspended, um, the, uh, the regime would benefit the most, right? They can sell oil. Uh, uh, they can, the, 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 the Iranian regime can stay financially afloat uh, uh, even if um, uh, the... the um, uh, there is a, a lack of a general um, uh, uh, economic growth uh, premised on uh, 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 citizenry uh, participation. Uh, well, uh, that actually didn't happen uh, because the regime's uh, 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 hostility, uh, inherent hostility towards the West and towards the United States and then its um, unrealistic expectation to uh, to engage the outside world, uh, not in the internationally uh, accepted uh, normal behavior, but the way the Iranian regime wanted, uh, just didn't work out because it just does not pro provide a, the kind of um, domestic and international po uh, foreign policy uh, 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 environment needed uh, for a, um, a reasonably uh, for reasonable economic development. Uh, so the JCPOA, uh, uh, to be to, to be sure didn't work out the way uh, uh, to the, you know, the way that the Iranian regime thought it should work. Uh, and, uh, um, and then in that also, because after the, uh, uh, concluding the JCPOA, the Iranian regime viewed it uh, kind of like a, a, a double-edged sword, right? So um, uh, we, we got the, the oil and financial sanctions removed uh, or suspended, uh, which is great. Um, but then they were uh, also afraid of uh, JCPOA opening the valve uh, for further uh, political change, which is uh, which is uh, something extremely uh, extremely undesirable from the regime's point of view. So the regime uh, um, uh, worked really hard to uh, uh, to sabotage the JCPOA to make sure that a message. Uh, 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 
goes across very clearly that the JCPOA is the only thing we wanted that has a sunset clause that only p- can put uh, the Iranian nuclear uh, ambition a limited uh, uh, in the limited box. We we you know the IAEA uh, only has a certain access uh, uh, only has a success uh, access to certain sites, not all the sites, uh, and then uh, it, it has an expiration date. Right, it only stress. Uh, it, 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 it only addresses on the on the on the nuclear issue. It does not um, touch on anything other than the nuclear, such as the missile, uh, Iran's missile program, uh, Iran's regional influence, the human right, you name it. Uh, so um, the, the Iranian regime, after the JCPOA, made sure that they had that the uh, the, the the outside powers, the, inter- uh, the the global powers, understand that they're not interested in changing their behavior. Um, and I think that uh, 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 this uh, conflict uh, of uh, uh, fundamental conflict of uh, intention and interest between Iran and uh, the uh, 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 the West, um, especially the United States, uh, made it impossible uh, for the JCPOA to work. Um, and then that's why uh, the Trump administration uh, left the JCPOA. And then now the, the, the Biden administration wanted to go, to go back JCPOA, continuing on the uh, previous uh, premise that uh, if we engage them, uh, we give them uh, uh, what they wanted, then they will change behavior. And I think this is a fundamental misunderstanding, uh, fundamental uh, denial um, of the regime's uh, agency and interest. Um, and then um, I, I don't think uh, it, it can work out. Um, and then now, as we see, uh, uh, the, 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 the regime is resisting uh, 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 fiercely. Um, uh, uh, and so and because I, I, I think the, uh, one of the reasons is also um, the JCPOA, uh, when the Biden administration announced that they, you know, uh, uh, Expressed that they uh, wanted to go back to JCPOA so much, uh, and then um, so they are not really serious uh, in implementing uh, or enforcing the sanctions, uh, and then uh, basically kept a blind eye to uh, sanction violations. Where we know the Iranian regime is selling a massive amount of oil uh, uh, illicitly uh, by violating U.S. sanctions. Um, but uh, the U.S. is not, uh, um, you know, remain reluctant under the Biden administration uh, to hold that uh, uh, behavior accountable. So, uh, you know, if you are uh, uh, looking at the issue from the Iranian perspective, you'll be like, OK, so we're selling this oil by circumventing the sanction because you, are, you, so, you know, the, the United States wants to... Uh, uh, go back to JCPOA so badly, you're not going to sanction me. And then so I'm going to uh, uh, um, make use of this uh, um, the situation. I'm going to sell uh, sell my oil. And then uh, the amount we can sell, the amount of money we can receive well, is enough to keep the system uh, 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 functioning and then allow the state, the Iranian regime, uh, 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 to stay financially afloat. So why do we so why should us you know why should we be in a hurry uh to return to the jcpoa so i think now we're in this kind of a situation where the the biden administration wants to go back to the jcpoa so badly and they're reluctant to re uh, to, to enforce sanctions uh, hoping that uh by showing the iranians that you know this goodwill they will uh come back 
um, and uh, to to compliance. Whereas as the Iranians saying, "Well, you you are not enforcing the sanctions, uh, and we're benefiting from it. So what's the point of going back, right?" So uh, now we're kind of in this situation. So what will uh, Raisi do? Um, I think it's uh, predictable. Uh, uh, understanding, you know, having this understanding that the Biden administration really wants to go back to JCPOA uh, uh, badly, the Raisi's, uh, 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 the uh, administration uh, will put forward a maximum demand uh, for maximum concessions uh, from the Biden administration. So the the Biden administration will have a very very hard time uh, to negotiate with the. Um, uh, uh, Raisi's term, uh, a team, um, uh, if uh, the Biden administration does not um, want to maintain a high pressure uh, uh, and only enforce uh, sanctions haphazardly on Iran. Um, I think this, if they they go on like this, I think uh, uh, the negotiation would end uh, badly. So how has the Biden administration and our European allies reacted to Raisi's election? Are they more concerned than before? And how do you expect the U.S.-Iran relationship to change with Raisi at the helm? Uh, well, you know, the uh, State Department, the uh, U.S. State Department uh, spokesperson, Ned Price, uh, had made a comment uh, uh, in relation to the Iranian presidential election, saying that the election is neither uh, free nor fair. Uh, uh, basically uh, points out that the the, the lack of uh, uh, legitimacy of the Raisi presidency. Uh, yet uh, uh, the the Biden administration uh, uh, will uh, keep working uh, with Iran, uh, irregardless uh, 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 who's the president. So I don't think uh, the um, the uh, uh, you know uh, Raisi uh, being a notorious uh, human rights violator, uh, becoming the, the Iranian president will have a fundamental uh, impact on the U.S. Uh, attitude or approach uh, towards the whole Iran uh, conundrum, uh, and in and the Europeans more so because uh, in issues like uh, the Iran conundrum, uh, once the United States, because you really have to know the United States is the only country in the world that can put Iran under pressure, and through persistence and uh, 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 you know and patience at the. Uh, I believe, uh, at least uh, personally, I believe that the United States is in the power, in the position uh, to uh, uh, to force Iran eventually uh, to negotiate uh, um, uh, seriously uh, at a term that would, uh, 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 we can accept. Um, um, but once the United States um, um, decides to appease and give in to the Iranian demands uh, and satisfy the Iranian uh, uh, demands, uh, which is what the Biden administration is doing, uh, then we no longer have the will uh, to, uh, to, uh, to use our power, to use our capacity uh, to achieve that goal. And once we relinquish um, uh, that, uh, that power, uh, our, we can't really expect our allies uh, to do anything uh, uh, more than us. So the European uh, reaction to the uh, uh, to the uh, Raisi presidency is actually really interesting. Uh, uh, the Europeans uh, 
uh, did not really acknowledge. Uh, I mean, some European uh, head of state uh, congratulated uh, Raisi's uh, uh, election. Uh, I would I would say selection as a president. Um, but I think EU as a bloc as no um, did not uh, 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 make an official uh, 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 announcement uh, with regard to that. However. Uh, we just learned, I think, uh, uh, one or two days ago that the EU will have a senior official uh, 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 to be uh, sent to Iran to participate, uh, you know, to uh, participate in uh, Raisi's inauguration in a way legitimizing Raisi's uh, presidency. Uh, this is entirely predictable, again, because once the United States, the only country, uh, has the power to put Iran under pressure, uh, uh, is reluctant to do so, we can't really expect the Europeans to do anything. So you recently wrote an article for Foreign Policy that describes how China's model of authoritarian prosperity is not a formula that will work for Iran or Raisi's leadership. Could you outline this argument for our listeners? Uh, well, well, yes. Uh, so um, I, uh, you know, this this article came out uh, from um, uh, my discussion with many Iranians. Uh, 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 um, so if I may give you a, a little bit of a background of that. So in Iran, many Iranians asked me, uh, which is a very interesting question if you think about it. They said in 1979, uh, Iran was so much ahead of China. Um, uh, and uh, uh, But in 2020, uh, let's say, you know, 2019, uh, 2018, China has become apparently the second uh, uh, um uh, most important power, uh, uh, you know, second superpower uh, in the world. Uh, uh, what you know? Why is that? Right. So you know the um, how do you explain uh, how, how do you explain that? So and then I explained to them because into the, in, in 1979, both China and Iran made important decisions uh, where China decided to open up um, and give up um, the uh, command economy and uh, move towards market. Uh, step by step, um, and then um, and then open up to American consumerism uh, 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 to have a full um, reconciliation with the United States. Uh, whereas Iran did the opposite, right? uh, closing its doors to the West, uh, um, uh, holding a, um, a hostile sit- a, a position against um, a- against the West uh, and especially the United States, um, and. Uh, 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 focusing its um, uh, resources and energy on uh, 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 domestic revolution um, and exporting uh, the, uh, the revolution, uh, which actually um, uh, does not uh, really provide a, a good policy environment uh, for, 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 for Iran's uh, um, uh, economic development. Um, and, and also... Um, uh, the the uh, since I think uh, in the nineteen uh, nineties, um, uh, the Iranian officials talked many times about adopting uh, the Chinese uh, Chinese uh, model of uh, of uh, development, um, and, but they merely uh, talk about it. They never actually implemented anything, um, because you really think about it, they can't. Uh, they really can't because. Um, uh, Chinese model, uh, the, the, the China model really premised on one important thing, that is the China um, opening to the United States, a kind of a playing judo with the United States, right? Using the United States uh, uh, superpower, consumerism, large market, 
um, uh, to benefit uh, the uh, Chinese development. Where in Iran, this is impossible because because once you you know they, they, they the the whole Islamic Revolution in 1979 is premised on uh, anti-American uh, anti-Americanism, um, and then uh, uh, it's impossible, inconceivable uh, for the for the Iranian regime to come around and say. Okay, we will need uh, domestic uh, uh, economic development, which would require us to uh, reconcile with the United States. Um, that's the last thing the regime would do. Uh, that's uh, uh, fundamentally uh, that that's fundamentally at odds with the regime's anti-American orientation. And also, uh, the regime has never actually based its promise, uh, uh, its legitimacy, uh, on uh, uh, the. Uh, uh, economic uh, well-being, uh, let's say, the improvement of uh, people's livelihood uh, in Iran. Uh, remember, this is really important about the Iranian historical experience. In 1979, I, you know, what I would call it was a really uh, Iran's moment of uh, the uh, Tocqueville uh, paradox, where whereas the general uh, social economic uh, situation of the populace uh, was improving. Um, because of uh, the uh, the revenue, um, uh, the oil revenue, uh, but uh, under this situation, or uh, uh, some fluctuation uh, in oil price, um, can have unexpected uh, uh, domestic consequence, or the, the populace actually became less tolerable uh, uh, to uh, 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 to crisis. Or, uh, which is essentially what brought down the, the Shah's regime. Um, uh, so the uh, the Islamist um, uh, regime after the Shah understood um, understood that Iran wasn't really under you know during the Shah's time in the in late 1970s. What really brought down the Shah's regime was exactly um, a growing middle class uh, and in, uh, improved living conditions. Uh, um, and, uh, and 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 uh, uh, and the financial prowess of uh, the uh, urban Iranians, uh, and then they the, uh, the 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 Iranian regime today uh, has learned uh, that um, that that, that uh, such a scenario is not ultimately to the interest of the regime. So what they're going to do uh, is to uh, uh, provide basic um, uh, basic support to the bottom strata of the society, uh, where. Uh, uh, try to prevent the rise of uh, Iranian, uh, a true Iranian middle class, um, because by encouraging or um, uh, nourishing a middle class, uh, the regime will run into a danger where the middle class, uh, uh, having benefited financially, become financially uh, uh, stronger, would demand more political rights. So that's something the regime will never want to see, and then therefore. Uh, it is impossible, really, to expect uh, the Iranian regime to implement uh, uh, reforms or measures uh, uh, to uh, bring about a sort of authoritarian um, um, a pro- a prosperity the way um, uh, 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 China managed to do. All right. So you've given us a lot to think about in terms of Iran's politics and the election of Raisi's president. Um, and so just to wrap us up for this episode, looking forward... How, if at all, will Raisi's leadership shape the political future of Iran, both in terms of domestic and foreign policy? Uh, this Raisi's presidency uh, is unique in uh, in one way that this is the first time ever that the 
uh, Iranian president uh, has a uh, unified political orientation with the uh, uh, supreme leader. Uh, again, uh, I think uh, uh, first and foremost, this this is about uh, a possible possible um, uh, succession. Um, but the secondly, um, I think it has something to do with the fact that the uh, U.S. Uh, uh, has showed um, uh, uh, determination to go back to JCPOA. And then from the Supreme Leader's perspective, there's no need uh, to, uh, to promote the Iranian regime's interest through a kind of a modest uh, uh, face uh, uh, like Rouhani uh, to the West. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, so, so, so now you have Raisi, uh, uh, who, whose political orientation al- uh, aligns very well with the uh, supreme leader. Um, but again, back to what we have discussed in the beginning, I don't think uh, Raisi's presidency is uh, 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 on by itself uh, 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 critical, uh, 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 very significant. Uh, it is not a landmark uh, or let's say watershed moment uh, in uh, in Iranian. Um, uh, uh, in the development of Iranian politics, because again, everything is not decided by the president, uh, but by the uh, supreme leader. Um, and then, if the supreme leader uh, dies uh, uh, within uh, uh, Raisi's uh, presidency, uh, which is again uh, likely, then I think uh, every poss- you know um, uh, every scenario. Uh, from a sex, uh, from Raisi's, uh, uh, somehow Raisi maneuvers himself, uh, or uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, facilit- perhaps facilitated by, supreme, uh, by the sup- supreme leader, uh, if we may uh, um, speculate, right, uh, in the future, uh, for a future situation, uh, either Raisi becomes the supreme leader and continues on this uh, this kind of. Um, uh, uh, theocratic um, uh, regime, or uh, let's say uh, a, a IRGC conducted the uh, coup um, uh, to have, uh, let's say, uh, uh, a, 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 a military dictatorship, uh, a, a military dictatorship, or uh, maybe a, a compromise um, uh, among uh, uh, very uh, various uh, uh, um, competing um, political factions to have a council of uh, um, uh, um, political contenders to rule together. I mean, all these situations, and of course, including uh, uh, scenarios that I I I I I have not uh, 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 thought of. Um, uh, I think every of you know every uh, scenario is a fair game. Uh, so it's really hard to say what will turn out. Um, um, uh, so I think we just need to uh, remain vigilant uh, and watchful and see uh, uh, what will happen. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. This was such an enlightening discussion. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Hopkins Podcast on Foreign Affairs. We hope you enjoyed it. We would like to say thank you to the International Studies Program at Johns Hopkins University and to the SNF Agora Institute at Johns Hopkins University for making this episode possible. Remember to follow us on social media at Hopkins POFA on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for the latest and greatest of Hopkins POFA content. Hit follow on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a rating. We'll see you next time.